0: like Sir Paul Chambers, who was the chairman at that time. And I thought, you know, that my life was going to follow that predestined path. But then a number of things happened which completely changed the whole orientation of where I was going, or I thought I was going. And the first of those, actually, was a lecture that I attended, which was given by the dean of our faculty, the science faculty, to all of the faculty members on the philosophy of science. And to this day, I remember that lecture very clearly. And I remember it because it was one of those seminal moments, one of those Archimedes type moments. You know, Archimedes he gets in his bath and he says, Eureka! And he's kind of understood where everything's going. Well, it was like that for me, only I mean, it wasn't really quite a Eureka moment, it was more a Eek! a moment. And the, the lecture went like this, the professor stood up at a podium not too dissimilar from this, and he said, I'm going to talk to you tonight or today um, about science and about the reality of science and about what science can understand and what science can't understand. And he said, imagine that there was a car crash. Now, you've all seen CSI on television. You know the kind of way that uh, they go about. It's a car crash, a guy's been killed. And the CSI guys come up and they get out their measuring tapes and they measure the skid marks on the road. And they look at the the nature of... uh, It's actually on a bend and he seems to have skidded on that bend. And the car's gone off the road at that point, crashed over the side of a, a slight bank and the driver's killed. So the CSI guys say, well, this is very straightforward. Um, Judging from the length of the skid marks and the kind of tyres that were on that car, we can compute the speed that it was travelling at, which was way too fast. It must have been doing something like about 80. And if you have a car travelling at 80 miles an hour, going into that corner, with that coefficient of friction between the tyres and the road, it's inevitable what's going to happen. It will go over the edge. You know, that's why he's killed. And the dean said, well, that's one answer. That's one scientific answer to this big question of what happened in this road accident. But then some other guys come along, and they take a sample of blood from the dead body of the man, and they discover that it's way over the limit in terms of alcohol. So they say, well, yes, yes, all those things happened. He definitely must have been doing 80 miles an hour in the wrong conditions and he was bound to go over the edge. But we can see that he was over the limit and that's why he was doing 80 miles an hour and that's why, you know, he crashed. So there's your answer as a drunk driver. Well, then they go round and they interview his wife and they discover that actually on that day um, they'd had a big row, a big argument. So they discover that he went from that house to the local pub and that he had had far too much to drink in the pub. Landor was a bit worried about him driving home and that that must be the answer. Yeah, He got drunk because he had a row with his wife. But then they probe a little bit further. And then they discover that the wife was having an affair with someone else in the office. And that was what the, the row was about. And you see, suddenly, this cut-and-dried car crash, a simple car going over an edge and into a field and crashing into a tree suddenly becomes much more complicated. It suddenly no longer is a question of physics. It's now become a question of morality. And we've moved out of the zone of cut-and-dried science and we've moved into a different area entirely, which is one of human dynamics. Well, that opened my eyes, and it opened my eyes that I could see that science was not going to give me the answers that I was looking for, for what was the purpose of life on this planet? Why am I here? What am I for? What is everybody else here for?